Hi guys, welcome to our podcast, Chaos to Closing. It's episode one. Can't believe we're finally doing this, Trudy. I know, it's been a long time in the making. I know, we've been talking about this for months and then we're like, you know what, let's just do it. Let's fire it off. We don't do it now. (laughs) When are we going to do it? Exactly. So I'm Danielle. I'm Trudy. And we're just going to kind of go into a little bit about who we are. Um, So again, I'm Danielle. I'm 27 from Merrick. I am Trudy. I'm 25 as of yesterday and I'm from Melbourne. So basically, I got into real estate because I wanted to do something that was helpful to people. Um, Prior to that, I worked at Microsoft for five and a half years. I did their data and analytical marketing. Um, You know, great paying job, but it was just long hours. It wasn't rewarding. And I knew if I didn't get out now, when would I? So I made the leap to real estate. So exciting. Um, So I got my start into real estate as an executive assistant at Keller Williams in Manhasset. Um, I was running one of the top producing teams in the office. I loved it, but I felt like I wanted to do something more for myself instead of other people. And I love all things home, all things real estate. So that's what made me make the jump. Yeah, and then I think for both of us too, we kind of had different, you know, perceptions of what real estate would be going into it. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with social media, if you agree, Trudy. 100%. All the TV shows, (laughs) all of that. It's definitely not what it seems. Yeah, we were saying too, like you see on social media, it'll be a brand new agent and it's like sold $5 million house, $3 million house. And then Trudy and I are like, what's going on? Like we're really like busting and grinding every day. And, you know, sometimes it's difficult to see other people's success at such an early stage. Uh, But then you see these things and it's like, it might not be their listings, it might be their teams. And even though they definitely contribute, could be a little discouraging on the other end to see people having all these listings and really in reality, it's not theirs. Um, So I think that's something that we had to like learn to deal with. And just kind of, you know, realize everybody's at a different pace, so. Yes. And there's enough to go around for everybody. Yeah, so. definitely. And it definitely is smart, though, to use your team's listings and brand for yourself. Um, I know for us, we're on Next Move yeah. team at EXP Realty. So for us, when one of our teammates has a listing or helps someone on the buying end, we're always sharing it, cheering each other on. So it definitely does go a long way. Yeah, but I think that definitely ties into how it can be perceived differently yeah. because a lot a lot of people, you know, reach out to me too just because I'm pushing out other people's listings. I have helped other agents hope, uh, host like their open houses and stuff. So it definitely gives a perception that maybe I'm a little bit busier <laughs> than I actually am, but that definitely helps because, right. you know, just I think it's really just about getting mm-hmm. your name out there and letting like your sphere know like definitely. hey, I'm in real estate. Um, you know, come to me with any of your needs and, you know, once I made like my introduction post, um, even though I've been in real estate for like the last year and a half, you know, I was like a silent agent. Nobody knew. So it's like, I can't get upset when other people are not using me as their agent because they didn't even know I was an agent because I wasn't out there posting about it. So I definitely think it's super important to use your social media and, you know, really be your own brand. Yeah, I know. That's how I feel, too. I'll see people from my high school, nobody that I ever talked to that years (laughs) older, and I see they bought a house or sold their house. I'm like, why didn't they use me? And then I'm like, wait, Danny, like, you've actually never spoken to them a day in your life? (laughs) Literally. But like you were saying, it goes a long way, social media, just pushing yourself out there. And I think that's the difference between people that, you know, leave the industry and then succeed is just really grinding every day. It definitely is a very tough field. So just doing everything you can to get your name out there. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. And I think we were saying too with shows, um, like selling Sunset, House Hunters, 
it definitely gives you like a false perception. 100%. Um, I know we were talking about house hunters. You want to like talk yeah, about it a little bit? Yeah, so I was making a joke to Danny the other day. I was like, it's always so funny how these people on house hunters, it's like my husband makes crayons <laughs> and I like hatch butterflies <laughs> and my budget is like five and a half million and it's just like so absurd. Mm-hmm. And actually on house hunters, little fact, um, they actually already purchased the home that they are going to be living in, but they actually set up three different appointments at three different homes, but they already bought one home. So, right. you know, it literally is all fake and all a lie. Right, exactly. So <laughs> you're here thinking like, oh my God, they only showed them three houses and they were able to pick whichever one they wanted. And in reality, they already bought the house like months ago. Yeah. It's all just staged. So it's like funny to see. And yeah, then even selling crazy. Sunset. I remember before real estate, I was the biggest fan of selling oh Sunset. Oh my gosh, I know me too. And it, it looks it. so glamorous. Mm-hmm. You have these girls dressed to the nines and they right. have all this makeup and they're Chanel, Louis Vuitton, yeah. seven inch heels. First of all, nobody is showing how yeah. seven <laughs> chills I'm sorry unless you want to like break your neck yeah um, maybe but it's just like not yeah not the truth and no, actually a lot not. of them haven't even sold anything yeah if you actually look I saw a TikTok and it was so shocking because it actually showed that all of them only really sold like one or two houses in the past year and honestly they're not even huge price points I think Rochelle sold one that was like 500,000 which is not Nothing. even a regular home <laughs> yeah. here. Of course, some of them sell, you know, multi-million. Yeah. But I know, like, Amanda, she doesn't even have her real estate license, which is why in the show she never sells anything, but they make her seem like she's an agent, and yeah. really she's just an interior designer. So it's little things like that where those listings, apparently they're not even theirs. Uh-huh. So, again, it just gives people, like, a false perception. It makes it seem like it's so easy. You just got to throw on a cute outfit, yep. and then you're good to go. You sell a house, one, two, three, and it's discouraging yeah. for new agents, and I think it is. that's why a lot of people leave the business. Yeah. Because but, they're like, wow, what the heck? These girls, you know, get yeah. all these listings handed to them. Even even in like regular like yeah. real estate, like here and stuff, a right. lot of people, you know, do get things handed to them. We'll get things from like investors and right. people that they have connections with. Like, you know, when you've been in the business mm-hmm. for like 30, 40 years, of course, you've already like built up your sphere. Right. And, you know, you have all these people who, you know, know people who are selling. And a lot of, at that point, your business becomes like a referral business. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it takes a lot of time yeah. to really build up your business and get there. Which yeah. I think is something that a lot of people should know going into it. Yeah, I agree. Because I think, too, for us, like, you'll see agents that are, you know, a lot older than us and they're thriving. But then we have to remember, like, hey, they started somewhere, too. Yeah. They've been in the business for 30 plus years. Of course, they're thriving. They have those connections and everything like that. I think that's why it's so important to realize, like, what you see on social media. I mean, even in life in general, you can see somebody on a beautiful yacht, but really they could be miserable. So. Everything's all perception. Definitely don't get discouraged with what other people are posting. At the end of the day, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. So you got to take your time. And (laughs) we'll all get there as long as you put in the work. So since it's October and you celebrated your birthday yesterday, October 1st, and my nephew, shout out Zachary, (laughs) um, we both love fall, all spooky things. Spooky season. If you can't tell, we have our matching sweaters. We went to Target. Um, So we kind of wanted to do a little segment in October called Let's Get Spooky. Um, And we kind of want to talk about uh, famous haunted houses on Long Island and just dive into it. So this week, Trudy, you want to take it away what we're going to talk about? We are going to be talking about the Amityville Horror House, which I'm sure everybody has heard of. And you're (laughs) kind of close to it, right? Yeah. So I live like 10 minutes away from it. I've actually visited it like a few times. I don't know if you have. I did. I remember I saw the movie when I was in elementary school. Uh And I think my dad and stepmom, they were like, let's go see the Amityville Horror House. Like me and all my friends, we were like so excited. Uh Literally, I mean, it is weird because it's facing 
facing yeah. the opposite way. Uh-huh. But it's like just a house. But we were yeah. so excited. <laughs> I know. It's it definitely gives like a or maybe it's all in my head, like yeah. a little bit of like a spooky, spooky vibe. vibe. I did go at night. Um and yeah. I was parked across the street by mm-hmm. the stop sign there. Um definitely felt like I saw some things, but it was probably <laughs> all in my head. It was probably just a leaf. <laughs> it probably was like falling from the tree. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's definitely a little crazy living so close to, you know, yeah. where like a big tragedy did happen. Right. Um, so I guess we'll kind of go into the background about yeah. it. Yeah. So get chatting. we did a little bit of research. Of course, we saw the movie, but it was many moons ago. <laughs> um, so basically the backstory of this house for you guys that don't know it. Um, basically, there was a man named Ronald. Um, and in 1974, he basically committed horrible crime, murdered his family. He claimed, I think, what, he heard voices or something yeah. telling him to do it. He was a little... Little Not right in the head. Um, but basically then after that, um, the family, the Lutz family, they moved into this house and they claimed too that there was like weird, unexpected things that happened. Mm-hmm. I think they said they heard voices. They were getting yeah. really Some bad paranormal sicknesses. activity. Yeah. Yeah. So they got really sick um, and then eventually they moved. I think they still moved in Suffolk, right, to their in-laws? Yeah. I think they lived in uh, Deer Park. Yes. 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 So they moved to Deer Park. Um And then they ended up selling the house. Um, But I think what was weird is, remember when we looked it up, the original address was like 112 Ocean Ave, and then they changed it. Yeah, so through the grapevine, Mm -hmm. you know, this is all speculation, but I heard that they actually changed it to 108 because, Mm -hmm. you know, so many people were going there all the time, constantly visiting. And, you know, at the end of the day, yes, something did take place there, but people are living there. And, you know, they don't want trespassers, like, on their property, trying to take pictures, videos. So I did hear that that's why they changed it, which Mm -hmm. would make sense. Yeah. Um, But, you know, how? is in the same exact spot still and yeah it's only a few numbers off so. yeah which is crazy <laughs> and then Trudy and I did a little bit of digging on MLS because we wanted to see like how many times has it sold recently um so this was the craziest part Trudy and I were looking the house sold in 2010 for what like 900k yeah 900,000 then just about yeah and then in 2016 2017 they relisted it but it only sold for 605 yeah so we're wondering if maybe in between that time mm-hmm. period um something happened there was some paranormal activity who really knows but we also thought um that was like super crazy yeah is there was like all these rules if you (laughs) wanted to like go show the house Mm -hmm. you couldn't bring friends and families no pictures no videos and like you you had had to to fill out a waiver yeah Yeah, you had to like show your id like you had to literally fill out like an application to get into the house right um obviously to prevent i guess unwanted like super fans yeah Yeah. like visitors and stuff which is just super crazy to see how you know, a tragedy really like affects, you know, the value of your home and just showing it, trying to sell it, list it. They, didn't they, um, put on MLS quite a few times actually. And they kept taking it off. Um, but then it was just so weird how it went from 900 K and then a few years later it went to Yeah, And the market conditions were still fine at that time, which is super crazy to think, you know, that's why we're like, did something happen? Yeah. And there's only like limited pictures of the inside of the house and they're Mm -hmm. all like from this one listing, just no new pictures. Um, obviously not all the rooms are captured, so it makes you wonder right. is there like And I feel like the style, like it wasn't super old, but it was a little outdated where definitely I'm like outdated, if that were yeah. me and I lived there, I definitely would want to renovate everything so I had no reminder of what happened. Yeah. Um, but I wanna ask you this question. Okay. So if you were taking your buyer out and they're like, I really wanna see this house and then you looked and you're like, Oh my god, it's the Amityville Horror House, you had to sign all these forms would you be scared to take them? Like, what would you feel? Yeah, I would be terrified. Yeah. I'd probably bring, like, a bundle of sage with me so I could, like, <laughs> sage myself once I get into the car and sage my buyers. Like some holy water? Um, yeah, a little something because I don't know. Yeah. I just, you know, I it's agree. so unfortunate what happened in mm-hmm. that house. But 
you know, I definitely believe in like the afterlife and spirits yeah. and stuff like that. So who really knows, you know? I know. I agree. I feel like too, sometimes when there's like bad tormented spirits, I really do believe like they can follow you back. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I feel like also in a way, maybe it's good super fans couldn't go because maybe they wouldn't have been there for the right reasons. Yeah. But I mean, regardless, like you said, it still is a house, but I don't know, like, would you even want to be neighbors with them? No. No. Right? I wouldn't probably even want to live on the block yeah, right? <laughs> or like, like any proximity do. i don't know if yeah. you know their little spirits are like out walking the street i know you know i, I also know. feel like too would be so annoying to have constant strangers yeah the property i'm sure people go on their property to take pictures oh my gosh yeah so. especially because the house is like sideways facing because mm-hmm. when you for those of you who haven't seen it the um front of the house is like Side. Sideways. So, right. like, all you see is kind of, like, the side of the house, mm-hmm. not, like, the front door. Right. So, the front um, door is, like, facing the neighbor's, like, side window. Yeah, which is, like, a little strange. Um, yeah. But last time I was there, it was a few years ago, they mm-hmm. had a bunch of, like, no trespassing signs, you know, no cameras, oh, no they? videos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm sure that's, like, obviously, like, a common yeah. problem. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, not in my neck of the woods, so I've only been <laughs> that one time, but I can only imagine, which yeah. is, like, super crazy. what makes it creepy. I know. It's, like, I feel like something like that, like, you're setting yourself up to be haunted. Like, you're facing the opposite way. Like, yeah. what do you expect? But, I mean, I think that's what we were talking about. It's so crazy that people still go and buy these houses knowing something crazy uh-huh. happened, um, which I think is insane because I don't know if I would. But I think that's kind of bringing us up to our next little segment. Um, we want to do a Hot Topics of the Week. Um, so, inspired by this week with the Amityville Horror House, we want to know, would you live in a house that you knew tragedy took place that if it was haunted? Would there be a price that could maybe convince you? Um, Trudy, what do you think? Um, personally, no, absolutely not. I would yeah. never live somewhere where tragedy took place. Right. Um, that does, you know, beg the question, what if you didn't mm-hmm. know a tragedy took place there and mm-hmm. then you end up purchasing a house and then you find That's out true. later, you know, like what do you like, do, do in that instance? Um, I would probably sell my house. Um, yeah. I just, like I said, believe in like spirits and stuff like that. Right. I don't feel like I could ever comfortably live yeah. somewhere knowing that, you know, people have died right. in such a, you know, a horrible way. Mm-hmm. Like, if you died of, like, natural causes, okay, fine. Right. Right. But, yeah, if somebody, like, took you out, I don't want to be next. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't bad you do. No, I, I agree. I don't think there could be any amount of money. Like, even if they said, hey, you could have it for yeah. 5000 Or if it was, like, my dream home, like, I'd yeah. be like, we're going to build my dream home somewhere else. That's this what is not I'm happening. saying. Like, I get if it's, like, the ideal location the ideal price I just don't think I could do it because I feel like you get what you pay for right but some people love that like some I'm sure yeah I'm sure the people who like moved in probably Mm -hmm. loved like paranormal stuff because I can't see any person who's not into paranormal stuff like like choosing to live there Um, I mean I'm sure it's fine I just know if I heard like the attic creak or like my a floorboard like I would be like freaked out yeah no I feel like they'd like haunt me in my dreams I know and I think (laughs) we were talking about too that Netflix show The Watcher that house in Jersey uh I think that it was supposed to be like a million dollar house and it sold for a ridiculous amount under because they just wanted to get rid of it so I mean I would be the same I would be like you know what I want nothing to do with it yeah like I'm not living there exactly same yeah. So let us know what you would think. You can either comment below, DM us, let us know if you would live in a haunted house or if there's a price that could maybe convince you. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of our first episode. Moving forward, we also want to hear from you guys. So we're also going to start a segment, Let's Get Real. Uh-huh. Um, so we're going to talk about everything that you guys have questions on, becoming an agent, um, you know, just questions about the housing market in general 
definitely want to hear from you guys. We're um, here to just kind of show you again the chaos. We'll give you the real in. version of yes. everything. I think that's why Trudy and I wanted to start this podcast because you see a lot of people who they're like, I grinded from like eight to twelve. Like yeah, or no, my my favorite is like when they're like every day is like a new opportunity, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And they're up at like four in the morning yeah. and don't go to bed at 10. Like, is that healthy? I agree. And I think people are like, you know what, just make your calls, do this, do that. But especially this market's tough. Like we're witnessing it firsthand. Yeah. So we just kind of want to get real with you guys, show you, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, the pretty of real estate, and just be honest with you guys. And real. Here to show you the chaos to closing. We're going to uncover all things real estate, the highs, the lows, and everything in between. <laughs>